if you if you're always hiding yourself, if you're always covering it up, it's teaching your mind that something is wrong with your body. My body was made for me and there's no other like that. And I should respect it and love it in such a way. Welcome to Dear Culture, the podcast that gives you news you can trust for the culture. I'm your co-host, Shauna Pinnock, social media director at The Grio. And I'm your co-host, Jerry and Keith Gaynor, managing editor at The Grio. And this week we're asking, Dear Culture, what is a summer body? Mm. Yes, but before we get into the show, G, what is on your mind this week? So, Shauna, as you know, I uh, moved to D.C. Mm-hmm. It's now been almost a month now. And I, I, I mentioned earlier in the in the year that I had my uh, I guess you would call it a New Year resolution was to find my future husband. Mm-hmm. And I've been on that mission and I shared that I was dating somebody that I had met on a dating app who was living in D.C. before I even moved to D.C. because I wasn't playing. I changed my my geographical location on the apps. (laughs) And so I was very intentional. Um, And me and that person, uh, I don't really feel the romantic vibes kind of just don't, they're not there in person, Uh, but we've become really great friends. And so, you know, when you move to a new city, it can be difficult um, meeting new people, whether it's dating or platonic. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage in my life where I'm not trying to waste time. And so I'm not going to force anything that's just not there. I've done that before. It's, it's, it's not successful. And so I just, I'm just being more open and moving forward. And so dating in DC, I mean, I'm still new to it, but I'm realizing that in DC, um, the men are very different from in New York. Uh, for one, I mean, it's DC. So as you can imagine, it's a lot of, uh, professional, uh, black men here who are uh, very vocal, very forward, um, and they're very career driven, which I like. This is part of the reason why I came to DC, in addition to helping uh, cover politics here in DC and our DC Bureau. And so there were two incidents. One, during 4th of July, a friend of mine uh, invited me to his friend's penthouse. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I've become that person. You know, DC is very much. <laughs> very much of that, very posh. Um, and so I go to this penthouse and um, we were drinking and towards the end of the night, this guy, I, I was, he was introduced to me and I don't remember cause I was really, I was pretty tipsy. And I, I, I know I gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. And the next day I checked my DMs cause he's already followed me on Instagram. Oh. He's like, Oh, it was great meeting you. Uh, thanks for the, for the, for the compliment, you're you're very attractive yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what did I say? Like, I don't, I don't remember <laughs> saying anything to this man. I was like, I guess the um, uh, I was I was pretty ferocious uh, with the with the libations. Um, but I'll just I don't want to say too much because this is gonna this is gonna be blasted everywhere on the internet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that happened. Mm-hmm. Then um, I went to um, this rooftop party, and so uh, a brewing friend of mine who works in the White House—I don't want to say her name and you know get her caught up in this—she um, mm-hmm. invited me to this rooftop because she she figured it would be really good for me to meet some of her um, her black gay male friends. Um, and so some of them were friends, some of them were just professional associates. And I went to the, the event and um, there was just one guy like staring at me and um, I didn't really know how to take it. I just kept, you know, having conversations with the people I was around. Then when I was about to leave, uh, the friend who invited me, she's like, there's a guy here who uh, who wants to vet you. And I was like, vet me? <laughs> like, when you hear vet, I think of politics. Like, you're vetting someone uh, to join your campaign, to join your team. Um, I'm, I've never heard that word used in the dating ecosystem. Oh, he wants uh, to be on his team, Jerry. <laughs> maybe. And so, so at this point, I'm, again, I'm, I'm tipsy again. One, people drink a lot in D.C. I'm not used to drinking this much. I'm more of a cannabis person. But anyway, so I'm, I haven't eaten. I'm really tipsy. I want to leave so I can get some food and go meet my other friends. And he approaches me while I'm, you know, just looking at the scenery on the, on the rooftop. 
And he proceeds to just ask, like introduce himself and ask me a million questions. It was like 21 questions, literally. Um, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily mind it per se, but because the friend had used, used that word vet the whole time, I'm like, I don't really know how to receive this. I don't know where this is going. He was, he ended up being a pretty nice guy. He, you know, uh, he's from Atlanta. And so we had that in common because I went to college in Atlanta and, you know, it was, it was cool. Um, but yeah, it was just weird though. It was just very weird. And we left, uh, we hugged and I, we exchanged numbers. Um, there hasn't been much conversation since then. Um, but yeah, I'm just on one end, I'm, I guess on one end, I'm like, okay, um, I'm realizing that the dating situation is very different here, but it also reaffirms that I'm in the right city because these are men who are very intentional and very um, clear about what they're looking for. And I am too. And so I feel like in New York, you get, it's a mixed bag. People have to play games here is a bit different. So I guess the dating update is that I'm still single, but the the pickings are fantastic. I must say, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see where things go, but I'm excited for my new life in DC, particularly my, my new dating life. And hopefully Maybe sometime this year, you know, I'm not rushing it per se, but I did have that, that, uh, that intention to uh, find my future husband this year. So I'm still hoping to find that I'm trying to manifest. I do believe in the power of manifestation, um, but also I'm having a really good time. And now that, you know, we're vaccinated it's hot back summer. So I'm really uh, looking forward to a very summer uh, uh, being single and mingling. Listen, Jared out here having a shot boy summer. Anywho, um, so I don't have uh, uh, too, too much to say except for um, <clears throat> I just want to maybe put out a PSA. It is OK, guys, to not have to carry your uh, your your COVID buddy into like if especially if you're vexed. You don't you don't have to keep dating that person. Whoever you found comforted in a pandemic, okay? They don't have to be <laughs> who you continue to find comforted. Outside is opening back up. People got their vaxes. You know, things is happening. Listen, you were it was nice. It was great. Thank you for the 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 copious amounts of of, you know, coitus. I appreciate it. <laughs> but um no, I'm good. You know, I, I've, I've now not myself personally, cause you know, <laughs> Shana got a bang, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I've come across so many of my friends, male and female, uh, I'm talking about hetero and not, I'm talking about like all types who are just now in this weird space of, oh man, you know, there's been a cut buddy for a while. And now I'm like, ugh don't even really like you that much, you know, but they were safe. They were in my bubble and that was it. It's okay. Y'all it is okay. It is okay. Don't settle. Don't settle. Listen, there's going to be a lot of divorces. Okay. Post pandemic. There's going to be a lot of, you know, breakups post pandemic, live your life and just be happy and have fun. And you know what? Again, the sum it's summertime. Okay. We out here trying to be it's again, shot girl summer, shot boy summer. Just have fun. It this this is the time. If there was ever a time, considering the craptacular year that we had last year, do what makes you happy. And if smashing multiple people makes you happy, so long as they're vexed uh, <laughs> and safe. Um, you know, if smashing multiple people, if not smashing that person who you've been smashing. Is, is going to make you happy, go ahead and cut that off. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Shauna, I think this is really, this is really interesting because we were talking about dating and today's episode is about uh, summer bodies and body positivity mm -hmm. and dating really is connected to this because in dating, there is a lot of emphasis on desirability. You know, you want the partner to, you want the person you're dating to be interested in you physically, sexually, um, and how your body or how you present can play a role in that. So I'm really excited to, to dive into this conversation today. Same. So <clears throat> and let's just talk about it. As the world is opening back up amid vaccinations becoming available for coronavirus and more and more people are flocking outdoors, which includes traveling and beach activity. But mm, going to the beach this year is scary for a lot of folks. And it's not just about the crowds. 
Some remained committed to their fitness goals inside and others just let it flow. Now we're seeing two different spectrums on the idea of what it means to be summer body ready. What does body positivity look and feel like post-quarantine? Let's get into it. So Shauna, obviously last year, during the pandemic, we were quarantined in place. And so we didn't really have much of a summer. So we didn't really have to worry about having a quote unquote, a summer body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to ask you, as we dive into this conversation, do you feel pressure to have a summer body this year in 2021? Now that things are open back up? I'll say this when I first, when like outside first started to open back up, I did feel a little bit of pressure. And now I'm like, you know, like, oh, God, I'm going to have to ride five times a day on this Peloton to try and get this, you know, this weight off. But I'll say what I'm so grateful for now, COVID, COVID has been a nightmare. Right. But what I'm so grateful for is the amount of self-love I've had to learn in this time period. Um, so I and I, I think I posted this about a month or two ago. Um, I am five foot two and three quarters, right? According to my mother, my, not my mother, my grandmother is just five foot two because the three quarters are my shoes. That's what she said. But (laughs) um, I am under five foot three. And with that being said, my body composition, certain, once I hit a certain weight threshold, it just, I look bigger than what I actually am. Um, And it's one of those things of like, I, to be honest, I come from a Caribbean family. There's a lot of fat phobia in the care in the Caribbean. Okay. There's a whole lot of it. There's a lot of fat shaming. I, I tell you, I, if my grandmother were to see me, she'd probably be like, Oh my God, I don't know where you, Oh, you've been d- d- eating too much. And it, it's anybody who's Caribbean of any or African really of any one of those y'all know what time it is. You know how the, how the aunties and grandmamas can get now. Um, throughout COVID, I found myself, now mind you, I was a person who up until maybe 27, 28, I never weighed more than 120 pounds ever. And I tried, couldn't, couldn't pass that threshold. And 120 was like generous. Um, there at one point in time, right before my birthday in March, I stepped on my scale And my scale said 168.4 pounds. And I said, what the ever loving hell is this? (laughs) Um, I stood naked in the mirror, looked, I had back fat. My stomach was just, I mean, I I used to have a six pack, you know what I mean? Like this used to be just washboard abs and and a belly ring and all types of things. Like I have a a huge tattoo on my right side on like on my stomach and on my ribs. And I'm just like, girl, the Phoenix is looking like a bald Eagle right now. Like what, (laughs) what's going on? It's a little stretched. What's happening? Um, And I kind of had like a come to Jesus moment with myself of being like, okay, you know what? This doesn't make me feel good and I don't feel comfortable. Um, So what do I need to do in order to feel comfortable again? Um, I I don't think there's, there's anything wrong with being fat. I think that there are plenty of people who, you know, I mean, it, it just, it's your body composition. Not all bodies are, are made equal. It's just completely different. And quite frankly, when I go back and look at like old pictures of me from college, I'm like, chick, you look sick. Like what is, what is these little stick legs? Like what, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, but I wanted to at least feel comfortable in the clothes that I was in. I hadn't gone shopping. I, it was very much so sweatpants and, and, uh, and Ivy Park joggers. like this entire COVID situation. Um, But I decided to get a Peloton, spent that crazy money. Yes, I still am spending 70 something dollars a month for this membership. I got a Peloton. I started working out virtually with a friend of mine who is a trainer. Um, And uh, about two, three weeks ago, I stepped on the scale and it was, I was 151 pounds and I had lost about 17, 18 pounds in really less than like six weeks. And I gasped like it, and, and had a moment of like, oh, okay. 
this is what we're doing. Uh, And I had, you know, my, my mother, as a matter of fact, who's, she's a, she's a larger woman. And my mother was like, well, what do you, what's the goal here? And I said, you know, what's funny. I don't even have like a weight goal per se. I just want to feel good. I just want to feel happy. I said, you know, now if I, if I could have my stomach be a little bit, you know, flatter a little bit, that'd be great. (laughs) But I like my boobs. I like my thighs. I like my butt. Child, it's, it's not giving Instagram body, but you know what? Instagram bodies are bought. That's fine. I don't need a BBL. I'll be just fine. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. My man likes it anyway. So, you know, <laughs> okay, I hear that. Whatever. I, here we are. Um, but yeah, no, in order to like the whole idea of like feeling the need for a summer body, I mean, maybe ask me that uh, at the end of the month when I go to Vegas and I'm out here, uh, you know, in bikinis and such. And I got to look at myself in pictures. We'll see. We'll see if that changes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, G? So, so I used to be a really, um, I was a gym rat. I was always in the gym before COVID. I was going probably, if not daily, three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the gay community, especially, oh, it's a lot of pressure <laughs> to look good. Especially when you're looking on Instagram. I mean, like the bodies are, are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in the gym religiously and then COVID came and then the gym shut down. So obviously I couldn't work out, um, anymore. And then some people, they transitioned to working out in their apartment. I, for whatever reason, that, that didn't really happen. I, I just kind of, I, I wasn't lifting weights anymore. I wasn't doing my squats and all that, but I did really lean into my yoga practices. And so I used to always do yoga, but not daily. And so that became my fitness um, and so I do want to first preface that, you know, I do have, I guess, some some form of like a body privilege. Like I'm I'm very healthy. I'm plant based. Um, I never really had body issues per se outside, of, you know, in terms of like the general sense. But obviously we all have things about our bodies that we struggle with, that we feel insecure about. Um, so I will I will try to spare my twink boy tears. Uh, but I definitely um, had to adjust to to getting used to my yoga body versus the my gym body. And I grew to love my body the way that it is. I definitely have things I want to, you know, get back. Like I want to, like you said, I want to get a six pack back. You know, I never really had in the gay community, depending on, you know, who you are having a, 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 a nice derriere is, is like, is very desirable in our community. And so I want to like, you know, get my, get my booty back, you know, stuff like that. But um, I definitely had to um, take time to get used to my body. Um, and I, I, I haven't been back to the gym since things opened up. I, there's a gym right downstairs in my apartment building and I haven't gone. And I think I will is at some point, I just feel like, um, what's the rush? You know, I feel like if, if I'm comfortable with my body now and if the person that I end up dating in the future, if, he, if he doesn't like me as, as I am now, then so be it. I think it's really important to, to, to kind of adjust and police how you uh, judge yourself. Because as we've seen, there's a lot out there of, in terms of social media, um, in terms of what you should and should not look like. And I'm really happy to see uh, so many people showing their, their natural bodies the way they are and loving their bodies, even if it doesn't fit into these constructs of like standards of beauty. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's just a matter of, am I comfortable with my body? Um, and I, I, I have to say I'm pretty comfortable with my body, but you know, I wouldn't mind have, having a little ripped body again. Um, but I'm not in a rush to, to get there. I think that the pandemic really changed the way I, I, I view fitness. Um, I think that COVID changed a lot of, for a lot of people changed the way they look at their bodies and the way they look at fitness. Uh, but it, it, it comes down, it's like the eye of the beholder, as they say, if you like it, if you love it, then so be it. So, you know, and I love that you said that, you know, hell working out at the house wasn't really your thing um (laughs) you know for me like I said it was Peloton uh Gabrielle Union has her own um you know fitness thing I think it's called like fit on listen I had subscription subscription I was like I gotta get myself together um although realizing most of it was just diet I was just I was drinking wine eating edibles and eating just 
lovely, di- lovely dishes. Okay. Because I was like, who, who gonna see me anyway? It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, I love that you said, you know, that whole idea of really, it's like, it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, one thing I think that we definitely have to remember is fit doesn't always mean thin, right? And it doesn't always mean, and, and thin doesn't always mean healthy. Um, we've seen like this huge emergence of, uh, you know, we, we always try to use colorful words, bountiful and, you know, like fat. It's fine. It's fat. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? Um, of, but you know, of, of larger people dedicated to health and wellness as well. So what do you think about like the likes of say Lizzo or, um, <laughs> I loved Kev on stage who was embracing his dad bod. Okay. He was just going to show you his, with his, with his, with his shirt open. Okay. <laughs> um, or hell even Will Smith. Like, what do you think about, their journeys and their and them sharing it with the world really as they can you know potentially influence the rest of us i think it's really important i think more than anything people need to see uh something reflected back at them Mm -hmm. and i think you know there was i think that the lizards of the world maybe not to that degree to on that level but they kind of already existed there was there were always people who were quote-unquote fat there were always people who were who didn't have ripped bodies, and they they that's how they presented themselves on social media. But I, we definitely saw during COVID where people were embracing their COVID bodies, um, and I think it's important for people to see that because if a Lizzo or a Kev on stage is like, who cares? Mm-hmm. This is my body. Then it, it helps the person looking on their timeline and on their feed. They say, okay, well, if they can embrace their body, then so can I. Mm-hmm. And even though, again, I, I, I don't have the same um, body struggles as others, mm-hmm. it has even inspired me because when I see other people who don't have uh, a huge chest and, and, and uh, abs and huge muscles and they're still confident, I'm like, okay, then I have no reason to not be confident with the body that I have. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can, it, it's, it's very inspiring. It's really important. But I think it's also important to note that even Elizo during COVID expressed her struggles with uh, her, her own um, feelings of her, her confidence mm-hmm. um, because so many people have so many things to say about her body, even when she is um, showing her body confidently. I think that is also important to note that even when someone is presenting themselves as confident that there's always going to be something that you might be struggling with. And so I really am happy to see that we're in this, this climate where uh, all bodies are considered beautiful. All bodies are starting to be accepted. Now I'm not, I don't want to act like, you know, that people still aren't fat shaming mm-hmm. um, because they certainly are. And we still see in our, in Hollywood, we see it in the fashion industry, but we're also seeing um, other body types being embraced. I, I remember watching the, the Fenty um, fashion show mm-hmm. and how, how intentional Rihanna was and is and how she presents her product because she wants it to be for all women. I think that that's the direction that we're moving in. And it's, the, it's where we should have always been. But I think now that society's consciousness is starting to be raised when we talk about Black Lives Matter and, uh, and, and, and we're talking about uh, sexism and homophobia, you know, fat phobia is also a part of that conversation. And so we're, we're more conscious and aware of, of how we project and the images that we put out there. Um, but I think it's great. I think it's important to, to, for them to represent themselves and, and, and own who they are because there are people who, who are likely and who have this same experience. I definitely agree. And I, I love the likes of Lizzo, you know, there are, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned it on this show, but Jared knows I'm a huge wrestling fan, right? Like it's, Wrestling is life, right? And there is, um, there was actually a situation that just happened uh, this early, yeah, this this past week, um, Monday, Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm in a wrestling group me with a bunch of, you know, my other friends and mostly men um, who too watch wrestling. And there is a very, and, inc- and you know, I don't go out for white women, but Piper Nivens, you got it, sis. Uh, it was this it is a very talented um, white woman wrestler by the name of Piper Nivens, uh, who she's large. You know, she she's a she's a big girl. And in the group chat, 
one of the guys had said, and I won't call him out because I already call him a D head in the, in the group chat. But um, one of the guys had said something along the lines of like, you know, that's a big ass white girl. Ha 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 ha. And nobody else said anything. And I need y'all to understand in those kind of moments, anytime when you're doing anything, that's just like gross. I'm, I'm probably, I, I don't mind killing vibes. I don't mind being the Debbie, the downer of the group. It's fine. I'm going to say that you're wrong and you're kind of being a, 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 a jackass about things. Um, so I said to him, okay, she's, she's also an incredibly talented wrestler, a talented superstar. And then he puts up this gif that is of an episode of Family Guy and it's Stevie, it's Stewie, Stevie, Stewie uh, walking with a trombone behind like a fat person. And if you've ever seen the episode, it's Stewie playing like, basically like fat music to go along with this fat person, like walking down the street. And I saw it and I went, and it it kind of reminded me like, wow, how far we we as a society have come. Um, And just even myself personally, because I remember that episode and I laughed hysterically, you know, years and years and years ago. And I saw that gift and I instantly just felt like, this is gross. And you don't know what anybody's, and I, I don't, and I don't know, maybe it's because of my own fat struggles that all of a sudden I've been able to find this empathy, but it's like, you don't know what anyone is actually going through or dealing with. You don't know if that woman has any kind of, you know, thyroid issues, even though she's a wrestler, mm. you don't like, you don't, you don't know one, two, you would never say that stuff to her face because what she would do is kick your behind. So I, you know, responded back to him and I was like, you know, if you get your rocks off, uh, fat shaming women that you don't know, I mean, have fun. It just, it makes you an (laughs) a-hole. And he's like, well, oh, it was just jokes. Well, it's not funny. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's seeing people like Lizzo, seeing people like Kev on stage and just this overall body positivity that is pretty amazing. Um, I'm really sick and tired of us as a society keep acting like that. We keep acting like fat folks are somehow undesirable. Let me tell you something. You know how many episodes of 600 pound life I've watched? I ain't never seen a single person on 600 pound life. <laughs> I ain't never seen. Let me say that again. I ain't never seen a, <laughs> a single person on 600 pound life. They got base. Somebody like it. Mind your business. <laughs> um, and I think it's really just, I want to see more of it. Now, granted, I think there is, there's definitely a line that can be drawn in terms of unhealthy, like 600 pound life is unhealthy. If you're doing things where it's like, you can't get out of bed, you have bed sores because you can't, you know, shift and, and whatever around. Like there, there's like obesity is, uh, it's not, it's not a matter of un, unattractive or anything. It's unhealthy. And I want people to be able to have amazing, fulfilling lives. And guess what? They don't have to be, they don't have to be gym rats. They don't have to be, oh, Instagram body over here. And, oh yeah, you went and got a BBL and quiet, but you're pretending like you're doing squats. No, sis. Like, you know, all of these things, like it's, it's okay. It's okay. And that's, that's the kind of mindset I would like to see us as a culture and a society have moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I had an incident recently where I had to check myself because, again, the privilege, right? I was out with uh, two homegirls and we were having uh, dinner and um, the, it was like a southern restaurant and it was a, it was it was various. It was a lot of food. It was very it was a lot of it was very, I guess one would call it unhealthy, perhaps. Right. And one of uh, my friends at the table, she was, you know, kind of like trying to. Uh, be mindful of what she ate because she's like, you know, I'm, it's going to take forever to like, you know, get these to burn it off. She's like, you know, I got, I'm going to have to run in on the treadmill for X amount of for, for an hour just to like, you know, to compensate for all this food that I'm eating. And I think I said something like, you know, oh, like you can lose that and like just 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 like diet or go hit the gym like in like two weeks. And she's like, excuse me. She's like, She's like, I'm 30 whatever years old. And, you know, and then also women, I've real, I've learned that for women, it's a very, it's very different. You can pack on the pounds much easier than, than men. And it was like, it wasn't like a scolding, but she was like speaking her truth. And I was like, yeah, she's right. Like, 
how dare I, you know, just assume that because that's how my body works, that I can just eat whatever I want um, and then be fine or lose or, or like get my body back in a couple of weeks. How, how dare I assume that that is everyone's story? And similar to what you were saying earlier, like, no, you just don't know. It's like, you don't, you never know someone's story. Um, and I always try to, you know, be empathetic and compassionate to what p- other people's um, walk of life. And so, yeah, even, even I, as, as, as conscious as I think I am, uh, I had that moment of humility. Um, but it's really important that we, as we kind of move past COVID, even though we're still in the midst of it, that we, that we keep that same energy because I think that there may come a time where everyone's back focused on like, I'm getting fit. I'm, you know, maybe everybody might not want to lose weight, but for those who it might be a struggle to lose it, like let's be mindful of like the words and language that we use um, and how we talk about people's bodies and what's desirable and what's not desirable because it can have really harmful impacts. Um, So that was, that was really a a lesson for me. Um, But I want to also talk about, um, inspirations like it's now summertime are there any is there anyone on social media that you are like checking for for inspiration that you just look and say you know what I want that body this summer you know what I'm gonna keep it a buck with you absolutely not uh (laughs) and the only reason why is because I've gotten to this point in my life as a social media director as someone who always constantly has to be on social media like I'm going to, all right, I'm going I'm to tell y'all one of my insecurities. Okay. Um, anytime when I'm around other women or I just see other women in general, where my eyes automatically go to is their midsection. That is my biggest insecurity about myself, right? Like where I'm just like, oh, this chick had two babies and her, her stomach is flatter than mine. How the hell? You know, like all of these things. And I found myself a few years ago, especially, um, and at the height of COVID. No, actually, not, no, right before COVID, because around COVID, everybody was, was getting was pecking on a little bit of pandemic pounds. So there weren't a lot of selfies out here, right? There wasn't a lot of, a whole lot of, oh yeah, I'm traveling. Here's me in my two-piece bikini. You know, there wasn't a lot of that. Um, but bef- so I will say like, probably like right before um, COVID, what really would fuel my insecurities and it got bad was I would always, I'm, I'm like staring at women's midsections and I'm just like, Oh, and, and I'm, then I'm sitting there looking at mine, you know, being like, uh, what's her name? Honey boo boo. And she's over there like making her stomach talk. That's how I felt all the time. Like, Oh, well, and no, I'm not, I'm not going to stop my love for food. (laughs) Um, And so for me, what I've actually been finding inspiration in is just watching people work out, but not necessarily their bodies. And I mean, like, of all types, right? Men and women, big, small, all of those things. And it's, and that's my inspiration. I'm just like, well, what's a new, what's a new workout that I could do? I got this. Y'all can't see it if you just listen to the show, but I'm gesturing. I'm gesturing in the back. My living room is my gym. Okay. I have a big, huge, like gym floor mat on there. Cause you know, knees, I got all these kettlebells and these weights and a whole bunch of stuff that I have. And I'm like, what can I do to challenge myself in terms of fitness today? That's my inspiration. I don't want to, and I'm, again, I'm so grateful for, for, to find this space in my life where I'm like, I'm not looking to recreate somebody else's body within my own. Right. Um, and even when there's one, I wish I remember her name, but there's one girl who has been on TikTok who has been talking about her experience with her BBL. Right. Because I'm not going to lie. I had the thought process. I was like, you know, I really could, especially during the pandemic. I was like, I really could go ahead and get this BBL, uh, you know, and it popped out. Hop out on them when, when outside opens up, like, yeah, you know, I was working out in the house. Lies. Okay. <laughs> Just lies. Um, there was also this video that kind of went viral of uh, airports. <laughs> there were a bunch of airports coming back from like Miami, no, from that were coming into Miami from like Dominican Republic or something like that, or Brazil. And it's just a line of black women in wheelchairs because they were 
coming back from getting their BBLs, right? Like it, it, they have so many BBL patients coming back into the States that airlines were hiring people who were just going to push wheelchairs. That, and it's not because of disabled folks, no, folks with BBLs. Um, and this one young lady got on TikTok and was sharing her BBL experience. And when I tell you, oh girl, now she doesn't regret it. She says she loves it. She would make the decision again, but but she did. She told us some horror of what doesn't go into it. Now, first off, no, you don't just wake up and now here you are, your body is felt, right? You out here looking like the Instagram, honey. No, honey. Uh, your vagina changes colors. Um, you, If you were a, a chick that who you didn't starfish in bed, you was out here. But, you know, throw your throwing in it, throw, throw, throw your throwing it up, you know, doing all types of stuff, you know, reverse cowgirl on them, all types of stuff. You're not doing that no more, at, at least for the first few months after your BBL, honey. Like, you're not doing that at all. You don't want to touch nothing. You don't want to move nothing. Like, just, I'm going to just lay here and you can enjoy all of this ass that I just purchased. <laughs> like, that is what, like. That's like all that stuff she was telling us. Um, she was talking about how like she's like, yo, it she's like, it's been, I think at that point it was like eight weeks. She's like, it's eight weeks, and my behind is still like a rock. She's like, it feels like there's cement in it. Girl, what? No, I'm not what well, no, I'm not doing all that. So for me, I was like, you know what? The most that would happen, first off, let me pop some of these kids out first, two tops. Get a tummy tuck, call it a day if I had to, if I had to, you know, if I had to, but I just, no, <laughs> just, just no. Um, so being able to find this space of, yo, I just want to be inspired to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think we, you know, let's talk about it. We got to get to a place of where you're, not, we care about people's health. Not their size, not their body shape, not their body type, their health. Because let's keep it a buck. Sweetie is gorgeous. You hear me? Sweetie is fine as hell. Sweetie eats like a project kid, okay? I don't, all the, the mixing, it's hot Cheetos and, 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 and ramen, the ramen powder on, on, on hors d'oeuvres. I don't know what that girl got going on. I know her. I know if she has gas, child. Oh, you got to clear the room. I know it. I feel it in my bones. But yeah, like let's let's focus on being healthy. That's my inspiration. What about you? Yeah, I would say I'm kind of like you. I don't really have an inspiration, but if I had to pull one out of a hat, I would say Lil Nas X because it's it seems like (laughs) it's attainable for me. And I've just been loving to see the the growth in his in his body form. Um, He's just having a moment right now. But to your point, Sean, I think it's just really important to. to be, be happy with your body, whatever that is. Um, and I think that it's really important that we don't put pressure on people to have a particular kind of body because as we see with people who are deemed beautiful, look at Kay Michelle, like she's mm. a beautiful woman. And even she felt like, ah, that's not enough. I want to do more. And so for some people, it's never enough. And so you can kind of get into that, that world as well. And then you have some people who are like, I don't care. Um, but I, I will say that there, there are pressures on social media. Uh, even when you do think you are comfortable with your body, you see other people's body go, they get, you know, they have 2000 likes. You're like, Oh, should I get that kind of body? Mm. And for me, I've been like unfollowing certain accounts of these, like these thotties on Instagram because it's a lot. Like I really, one, sometimes I get hot and bothered because they're really sexy. But then other times I'm like, I probably will. I will never have that kind of body. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. I work too much to, to be in the gym that much to achieve that kind of body. Mm-hmm. And so I've been curating uh, my feed uh, for my for my own mental health and like my own comfortability. Mm-hmm. And so I, I encourage others to do the same. Like if 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 what you see on, on social media is too much and it's making you feel um, insecure and make you feel some kind of way about your body. You have the power to mute them, to delete it, to unfollow. Um, but we really got to get into a space of like celebrate your body, love your body the way that it is, because there's always going to be someone out there who loves you for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it might it might take some time. You might get some rejections, but that's OK, because if you reject me, you, that, that means you're not for me. Yep. Um, and so that's what I've kind of 
grown into. I used to always think that I had to have a certain body that what I'm seeing on social media is is the is the pinnacle. And if I'm not that, then um, I'm just not going to be I'm never going to find someone who loves my body for what it is. But it just comes down to embracing your body the, for what it is. And, you know, I, I every day I kind of just I look myself in the mirror more and I just kind of stare at my body. I'm like, OK, I don't have this. I don't have that. But I got that and I like that. And it's just it's just it's really again, it's the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage everyone. To, yeah. Go look in the mirror and you say to yourself out loud, this is my body. I love this body. I promise you it will change your life. Whatever your summer body looks like, just remember to stay healthy, confident and of course, hydrated in all this damn heat. <laughs> talking about summer body positivity, Jaren and I realized we needed an extra voice to give this conversation some context. Joining us today is Ty Alexander. Ty is a best-selling author, speaker, podcaster, wellness blogger, and DJ who teaches women how to choose gratitude over grief. Through her wildly popular blog, tyalexander.co, she has become a leading authority in lifestyle, beauty, and wellness-related content. She has been featured in notable media outlets such as Well and Good, Red Book, Real Simple, CNN, O Magazine, and Essence. Basically, she's the ish. <laughs> Ty, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Such a great introduction. I appreciate you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so we're just going to jump right on in here. Um, in the world of COVID, especially, what challenges have you noticed in terms of maintaining wellness and fitness and, you know, all that? So the crazy thing is I, I had had like one of those um I'll be 45 this year. So I had had one of those epiphanies uh, right before COVID. Like I got to get my body together because, you know, life is happening, whatever, whatever. And so I I had already been on a really great fitness journey and then the world shut down. I couldn't go to the gym. So not only did I feel like defeated, I was like, well, hell, now I'm going to be back to being what I call as fat or uncomfortable, whatever. So it was really, it was really one of those kind of, well, hell, I can't win for nothing. (laughs) Like I just started and now God is like, well, actually we just want you to be fat. So it really was kind of reality check for me to like, you know, love my body, a lesson rather in loving my body where I am today Mm -hmm. versus kind of always wanting, you know, better, which is good for having better. But I think it's also really important for us to really find the love in what we have right now. And so often we forget to do that. And so for me, that was my not, not just even in body conversations in just wellness in general. My biggest lesson in 2020 was loving where I am at the moment with what I have. I love that. And because so many people look to you uh, for inspiration and, and dropping those those gems, those keys, what are some uh, techniques that you teach uh, that you implore to help people reach their, their best self? I tell people all the time, I am the student and the teacher so stop looking to me all the time. (laughs) I'm not always going to have the answer. But for me, it really is about um, just really knowing, again, a part of 2020 was being happy with who I was. And that was all of the, all of the things, you know, wellness, my body, my hair, how I felt, how my relationships, my marriage, you know, what about my life is making me happy? So I always tell people like, think about where you are now versus to where you were 10 years ago and how much progress you have versus always thinking about, oh, well, in five years, I want to buy a house. And, you know, this, again, goals are great, but they can kind of almost suffocate you sometimes into not realizing how far you've come and how great you are in this moment. I love that because, and, you know, when you're talking about goals can sometimes be, really stifling. So for me, um, and I spoke about this a little bit on the show, like one of the things that I got during this whole pandemic is a Peloton, right? Now I feel bad. I haven't been on my Peloton in a couple of weeks now. I'm like, I know, I know the team is like, well, what's popping? You haven't closed these rings. What's going on? Um, but one thing that I found was becoming an issue was I would get on, I would take a shower and I would weigh myself naked every single day. Every single day I was weighing myself and I'm like, I have, you know, like the Renfo app and I'm like, is my BMI down? Is my, <laughs> I bought, listen, I, sis, I bought that same scale. I got that same dumb app 
And at one point it, it is like, you know, for me being mentally well is, is first for me. Mm-hmm. And I could see like to, to your point, you get up, you get, you get naked, you weigh yourself. And then when the pounds don't drop, then you go right back down to being depressed or, you yep. know, in this kind of sad state. So yep. sim- I, I had to stop. I'm like, I'm gonna weigh myself every two weeks and it is what it is yep. you focus on how I feel. How do I feel? in my clothing mm-hmm. are my jeans fitting better do my you know do I feel sexy in things because them numbers I've been a big girl all my life I don't think I've ever been under a size like 16 mm-hmm. you know I fluctuate between like 16 and 20 all my life so for me weight that weight could say 280 it could say 270 it could say 220 I still you know I still feel a certain way so I mm-hmm. I, I hope that in anything I say or, or do that I'm teaching you how to really feel those things versus mm-hmm. di- having the numbers or the mm-hmm. outside society dictate, you know, how you feel, like how do you actually feel when you put your clothes on? Mm-hmm. Listen, Whether, because... whatever, whatever the number on the back of them jeans say, yes. if you say a 20 and they fit good and your butt look nice, <laughs> let, it, let, let it be that. Sis. Yes. Listen, because when I tell you it would go, here I am. So I, I, again, spoke about it on the show. The heaviest that I've ever been was 168. And um, this is from a person who has never weighed more than like maybe 120 throughout, you know, maybe up until I was like 25, 26, like never weighed anything more than that and hit that 168 and it started losing weight. And I was like, all right, bet. lost 17 pounds. Boom. I'm happy. And then I went from like 151 and then had a day of had some edibles, had a whole bunch of uh, Toll House gingerbread cookies, and then got on the scale the next day, and that joint said 154. I said, how the hell this happened? Like, <laughs> mad. So I guess, you know, and you kind of touched on this a little bit. What would be your advice to those who, are, you know, in order to kind of adjust your mindset to prioritize wellness over fitness and, and body goals, quote, unquote? it's it's a constant practice for me because like I said I'm not going to say that I'm not um, conscious of the numbers I'm not going to say that I'm not conscious of when I creep from the size 16 to the 18 you know Mm -hmm. and so it's consciously me consciously saying to myself and in the mirror or when I write it down I love myself where I am Mm -hmm. I love my body how it is I love the role the biggest or the best rather advice I got was from Lizzo. And she talked about how like, she just is naked because it helps her confidence. Mm-hmm. Like seeing yourself in your fullest form, bare balls, all that kind of stuff <laughs> hanging out. So you can see what like, and so if you're, if you're always hiding yourself, if you're always covering it up, it's teaching your mind that something is wrong with your body. Mm. That, that something is wrong with this, you know, wearing the peplum tops or wearing the, the girdles. And, and again, I'm, I'm from old school. I'm about to be 45. So I love a nice smoot, <laughs> little smoot waistline, little smoot mm-hmm. area. I, I'm definitely somewhere in the middle because I, I believe in balance. I definitely believe, you know, when you wear a little body con, it should be smooth. But mm-hmm. I also am embracing this idea that my body was made for me and there's no other like that. And I should respect it and love it in such a way. So if that means I want to put on a crop top today and put on a girdle tomorrow, then that, that, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so a, a little bit of, a little bit of that is kind of, again, having those affirmations, but also once you begin to say the affirmation, stick to that and stick in that moment, because so often we let society tell us, you know, oh, big girl shouldn't wear this. Don't wear your bonnet outside. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, girl, do if you want to wear the bonnet, sis, wear the bonnet. Mind your business, mommy. Mind your business. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> if the bonnet is how you felt this morning and that's all you gave to show up, mm-hmm. then that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, being able to sit comfortably in whatever your truth is at that moment is really the key. And Ty, I also want to ask you, uh, obviously, like, well, fitness is a part of wellness, but wellness is something uh, distinct. But what are the, the relatedness? How are the, how are the two related? 
between wellness and fitness. The crazy thing is, Jaren, I thought people were lying. I was like, I don't got to work out. It's not going to change nothing. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Y'all getting up, sweating. When I tell you, if I don't work out three times a week, mentally, I'm not disciplined as much. Mm -hmm. I don't have enough organization. Like my day starts and ends with my workout. Like, okay, so on Monday, I'm going to do this at six. And I'm like, it it literally shapes my day. So Mm -hmm. all of that, all the things that they talk about, how like it goes together, it really does. Well, one, it releases those endorphins or whatever. But it really does teach you a type of discipline that I don't think you can get anywhere else. And that same discipline you need to to practice your wellness routines. Okay, so not to surgery shame, (laughs) but, um, you know, one of the things that I actually have been finding pretty disturbing um, as of late has been. So apparently uh, there was someone did a screenshot on. Uh, I think like a message from Expedia or something like that. Hotels in Miami are like telling people, hey, you know, our hotels are not equipped for those who are coming back from like post-surgery things. Um, there, There are job vacancies right now at airlines because they are hiring people Um, especially for those in Miami, um, hiring people who their entire job is to push wheelchairs because there are so many women and they will show you the line of black women in particular, um, black and brown women who are, you know, they're sitting in wheelchairs and they need to be wheeled off of the plane or wheeled onto the planes um, because they're getting these BBL surgeries. Um, What is your advice to, those who are, you know, again, not to surgery shame. It's your body. Do what you want to do with it. Cut it, cut it, do not. I don't care. But what is your advice to those who, you know, are maybe considering it? So I'm going to I'm going to be full disclosure and very transparent. I, I've considered it. I mean, my butt's already big, but I I can't I can't. The only reason why I haven't is because I'm not going to Miami. I'm not having somebody wheel me around. I don't want to be down for eight weeks. I'm scared that you might hit a nerve or, you know, there's other things that I'm thinking about. And I I don't think that that part of it is worth the body that I may or may not get. And again, I could get that body and still not be happy with myself. And so my foremost thought is let me work on my mind. Let me, let me figure out how to be the happiest with the body that I have now with what I can do with that, because who's to say I get that perfect body and you know, we're not going to name no celebrity names, but there's lots of celebrities that keep going back, keep going back, keep going back. And they still not happy. Like we have lots of examples of how like surgery isn't the end all be all to creating the happiest body. Like it's just not it. And so that would kind of be my advice. Again, not to shame because I have thought about it. Who don't want a perfect IG body? <clears throat> Find me up, minus the pain and the holes. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I do think a lot of that is because there's something missing in your wellness routine, in, in your wellness talks with yourself about your body and how you feel and how you compare it to other bodies on the internet. That's a whole nother conversation, you know? And so it just really is for me going back to, I have to create a happy body for me. And what does that look like? And it's not going to be surgery solved. You you talked about like feeling good and, you know, you mentioned fitness being a part of something that you do to feel good. And I've discovered something new, which is uh, hot baths. I just love to like soak my body in like bath salts and light candles. And that helps me feel good, not just from a mental, spiritual perspective, but also physically. Are there other practices that you uh, that you have in your self-care routine um, that you would share with our listeners? So for me, DJing was my quarantine baby and it's my new love and it's totally my self-care. It's totally my free therapy. I love music. I shared on my Instagram the other day. I don't think I've been so obsessed with learning something like I think I forgot how refreshing it is to learn something new, to conquer it, to feel the struggle of it and then be like, oh, now I can scratch or oh, now I can blend. And so I'm really enjoying that part of the journey. And it really is just Mm -hmm. um, it's just a release for me. And then 
coupled with that, all the different songs that I remember from when I kid and how I felt, the first boy I fell in love with, what Joe C song I was listening to, swooning over some guy I wasn't supposed to talk to, you know, and so and so th- for me, I think learning that new hobby, which it, which has now turned into a sort of source of income for me, has been one of my greatest lessons to just kind of uh, remember that I can kind of do anything. So, mm, I love that. Okay, another question for you, Ty. You mentioned a, a few times that you are married. You know, thick thighs save lives, and you know the the, the big girls, <laughs> we they get the man too. Uh, <laughs> so, my question for you would be, you know, romantically. Um, how has that been like what has your experience been romantically like in the body that you're in as you're on your body positivity journey like you know what's what's the the motivation that you're getting from your from your man you know like what's what's uh, or or your partner uh you know all of these things um yeah can you give us a little insight on that yeah so the crazy part is is that my husband was actually the skinny one um <laughs> all of we've been together for 20 years married for five and oh. so uh, my husband was always the skinny one, but COVID actually attacked him a little faster. So Ooh. he's now the one body positivity with <laughs> a little belly, a little thick thighs, you know, and I don't mind either way because I do love who he is as a person outside of the body and all that kind of good stuff. So it, it didn't really affect us um, as such, but he's always, again, I've been never been a skinny person. So he signed up for all the thighs, <laughs> COVID or not. So so it, it didn't really um, it didn't really affect us in that way, just because I've always been a thick girl. But we have had conversations because, again, he's he was the skinny one. And so even in just the work that I do, we've talked about just how it feels for your body to change and get older. Your knees don't work the same anymore. We got three flights of stairs. And by the second one, we both like, bruh, <laughs> let's get a rancher. Okay. <laughs> Time's a ticking and we getting old. Okay. We're in the last century of our lives. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but uh, basically he, he, he going to love this thickness COVID or not. I know that we're talking about body positivity, but I would tell any woman to please stop putting their power into men and the, what attracts them. Like the idea that we have to change our bodies, our personalities, our jobs, our whatever, just to be married is archaic. Someone needs to bury it, shoot it, throw it away. Like all of the murders that can happen to that ideology needs to happen. Like it's it's sickening. And, and I think that once we realize that a man gonna like you regardless, if he don't like you, he not not going to like you. So you putting your body in a certain, through a certain ringer to be this size, to keep this size, you putting on makeup, not makeup, you being natural versus perm, like he going to like you or not. And so once we realize that you can't convince someone to be or do something for you that you want them to do, they have to innately want to do that. And nothing that like my husband could wake up tomorrow and be like, sis, I don't want to be married no more. And there is nothing that I can do to make him change his mind. And I think once you get into your into our psyche that we don't control people and can't control people and nothing that we do changes that, then you're it's easier for you to navigate dating. It's easier you for you to navigate marriage, even when it comes to being happy in my marriage or, you know, my husband being happy. I don't have anything to do with his happiness. I attribute to it. I can help it. We can be joyful together. But if that Negro ain't happy, it ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, I, that was all the questions and, and such that I had. G, are you good? Applaud <laughs> right. the well, pressure. Ty, thank you so much for giving us your insight and your voice. Uh, we we absolutely love you. Tell the folks where they can find you, please. <laughs> Oh, I am found mostly on Instagram, which is Ty Alexander, T-Y Alexander. My website is of the same name, just .co, because somebody won't give me .com. <laughs> Sorry, I had a moment. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm still mad about it. So if she hears me anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm Ty Alexander all over the internet. Awesome. Well, Griot fam, whatever your summer body looks like, just stay healthy, confident, and of course, hydrated. Drink your water <laughs> and all of this heat. Mind all your right. Business. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your water, mind your business. Uh, perfect advice. <laughs> 
We want to remind our listeners to please support your local Black businesses and donate to your local organizations and religious institutions. The business that we'll highlight this week is Forever Art. Water colorist and fitness enthusiast Farron Collins combined her two loves and created a fitness brand to love. The line offers original designs in athletic wear, hoodies, socks, bathing and bodysuits, and of course, hangable artwork that Collins designed herself. For more information and to make a purchase, visit the website at www.foreverart.com. That's F-A-R-E-V-E-R-A-R-T.com. Thank you for listening to Dear Culture. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with everyone you know. And of course, please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments. We love those. To podcasts at thegrill.com. The Dear Culture podcast is brought to you by The Grill and executive produced by Blue Salusma and co-produced by Taji Sr., Brenda Alexander, and Abdul Kadus.